2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo, Kings Mellow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team, especially when they win at the Academy Stadium. I'm your host Dean, back again, this time joined by Dane. Dane, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, good. My Sunday evenings are never the same
1: now. Podcast with you, getting quite regularly. No more TV with the missus.
2: An improvement on previous Sundays? Yeah, it was usually usually a bit of a come
1: down after a, a busy weekend, and yeah, you know you flick through the telly, don't you? you? Two hours, you never actually watch something. So yeah, no, it's nice to talk about the uh, we've got a purpose now. Obviously, watch the women play and talk about how good they usually are.
2: Yeah, I'm missing strictly the results. Um, just so the listeners know that the team comes first. Uh, Jane is not with us; she is on her way back from Manchester, having been in attendance. Uh, as were quite a few of the Chelsea women's sports group who made a lot of noise so well done to them on women's football weekend traveling up to Manchester to witness the first win in the league in a long long time at that stadium. Um, I know fans like Kerry who's been on the show have been waiting for that moment so I'm sure they enjoyed it very well. Um, Then I run through the team and we'll sort of talk about what Emma chose to start with, obviously Berger in goal, Bright Carter, Ericsson at the back, Cuthbert, G. Liverpool's right Wrighton in midfield, Kirby, Jesse Fleming, and Sam Kerr up front. Pretty much the team we had on paper in the preview that yourself and Jane did. What did you make of the choices Emma made? I was I was a little bit
1: surprised. I thought we'd have Sophie in there just to uh, just to protect you know the wing backs because. You know, going with Cuthbert and Wrighton is is attacking. When previously uh, we we played in Manchester, we had Carter at, at right wing back and Wrighton on the left. But you know, as we we saw so many times, we transitioned into a four, and and uh, just Carter was the right back, and Wrighton and still stayed up. So I didn't know if there was an imbalance there, uh, but yeah, it's nice to see Fleming again. She deserved another start. So I, I was. I, I wasn't disappointed. I was a little bit surprised, but I was I was very admirable, uh, admiring of the fact that, she, you know, to go with loopholes in, in G and an away fixture at, in, at Manchester City is, you know, is very attacking and very brave and obviously had confidence in them and, and the wing backs and and Fleming as well, which I uh, uh, just said, yeah, you know, really good to see Fleming getting another start.
2: Yeah, it is. And I tweeted before the game that, you know, usually when the hard is not playing... I'm quite worried about how Chelsea attack because I think she's so important. But the form that Jesse Fleming's in, I'm not feeling that uh, anymore because I know that Jesse can, you know, provide for the team. And she did, didn't she, on that go opening goal inside two minutes? That to me is a goal that Panilla Harder scores. You know, acknowledging where the opportunity to press is, presses, doing that, winning from the mistake for the Man City goalkeeper, then rounding her and scoring that reminded me of a Panilla Harder S goal. Yeah, well, obviously in recent
1: weeks since panel has been out, whether it's been uh, Cuthbert or Fleming up there, they, they are, you know, if Panel's playing, you're going to get a goal, you're going to get assist, you know, and that's what Cuffbert and Fleming have been doing. You know, they've been replacing those goals and, and assists that we, we we might have worried about missing for Panel. And again, yeah, Fleming, you know, I, I, I feel sorry for the goal, well... I feel sorry for the goal lead to an extent. You know, poor old Taib maybe having still demons or, or nightmares of last time we played. And, yeah, caught in possession, a, a slow pass back out. But when 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 Jesse pounced on it, you know, quite quickly, I, I had to have a second look. I thought it was Kirby because she looked really fast, fast onto it. And, yeah, Taib again was, even when she was in the middle of a goal, she was sort of in no woman's, no man's land, no woman's land. Uh, And yeah, she just tucked it past with ease. I think it surprised her as well, surprised the whole team. And wow, but if you're going to, you're silly enough to to play it around, you know, we've got, you know, we say all the time, world-class players and, you know, they will pounce on any mistake and uh, make you pay.
2: Yeah, I'm old enough to remember the Manchester United men's goalkeeper, Taibbi. Italian he let, the, he let the shot through his legs mm. and that's what Taib reminds me of because their names are quite similar <laughs> she must be a Chelsea fan no The don't <laughs> Um having said that though the bright start then it sort of became Manchester City's game didn't it and I felt Chelsea really struggled to get a grip of the game and control the game and is that because of that midfield of G and, and loopholes isn't the right balance because G's great on the ball with possession, and we didn't have possession. Uh, Leopolds is box-to-box, and when you've got G, you take that away from her. We really missed Ingle, didn't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. I like uh, Melanie Leopolds box-to-box play, and if you've got G you know behind her, sometimes trying to hold, or in front of her, there can be gaps left. You know, I thought our wing-backs were very deep. An imbalance because, you know, Manchester, Manchester City still have dangerous players. And I, I, I was worried about that imbalance without Sophie's screen of a defence and, and allowing Melanie to, you know, play that box to box role. I thought we was wasteful, lazy passing. You know, it happens, you know, Dean, we've been watching men's football for a long time and we can always guarantee uh, being at Stamford Bridge after a Champions League week. Uh, midweek and and how rusty and how tired uh, you know players look so we've seen it and I was sort of half expecting it. Man City had had the week off, we hadn't you know a bit of a travel and uh, yeah it did it did look an imbalance and uh, I didn't expect it to last long. Emma said at half time, but she did try to change it in game, but it still didn't work. So that's why she made the changes. You no, know, getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I'm you know we're here, we, we, we'll criticize if we we will be a bit critical if we think the performance wasn't good enough. But, you know, we, we would be, we're just trying to be honest. You know, this is not a degrading of the players. We know how wonderful we are. We said in midweek, uh, Mimia and and Jane, but, you know, we've got 19 players. adding Lauren James and Aaron Milder to that, you know, 20, 21 players. And they're all capable of playing in that first 11. So, you know, they're great, but they walk into the mid teams, so it's, uh, they just didn't play well in that first half, simple as that.
2: Yeah, having said that though, I don't really remember Manchester City testing AKB. There was two incidents in the half. The first one was a poor um, piece of defending from Chelsea and, and Caroline Weir got through the middle of the defence, hmm. um, Jess Carter stepped out to close the space, uh, Millie didn't tuck around and just left it wide open and AKB made a very good save with her foot. And then the second one was the cuff back pass, the that um Lauren Hemp got onto. Just before AKB, there was a collision. To me, that's a penalty all day long. What did you make of that incident then?
1: Yeah, re- yeah. Going back to what you said about Man City, they were, yeah, they had a lot of the ball, a lot of huff and puffing, but not doing a lot. They was they kept on trying to lay the same trap where Ellen White would come, uh, would come deep to get the ball, and a lot of times Melanie and Angie was sort of was following her, pressing up, pressing, I and mean, that left a gap in between. And uh, Kemp would come in off the wing, Stanway or Weir, and there'd be a lot of space behind. And they tried that trap a few times; it worked, but it didn't obviously lead or progress to anything. Going back to to the penalty, yeah, I, uh, she had her shot. Burger saved it, and then Burger kicked her. So you could see why they would be quite upset. Uh, would we be upset? Possibly, you know, it's too fast for you know for the referee. She was in a position she had to bend her, her head around to see, up to see. I think around Millie Bright. Uh, it would have been it would have been hard to give it. It would have been harsh, but you can see why they could be a little bit aggrieved by that. There's no way she, she, she could have seen in that time. You know, we, we talked earlier on. Didn't we uh, in the season about VAR coming to the women's game? But they probably would have given it to be honest. But mm. yeah, yeah it, what to me was that uh, Berger saved it and then kicked her. So it, probably, probably it was a, it would have been a penalty.
2: To be fair, I only thought that after I saw the replay, which was slowed down like, mm. in real time, it just looked like they collided both at the ball at the same time. It happens, you know, in contact sport and. Actually, I think the fact that Berger was so injured that she was in quite a lot of pain probably saved her because it didn't look like she kicked, mm. like she had been kicked. How injured she was, maybe that saved her. And the referee didn't give it. That caused a you know a lot of injury time. I think it was six minutes in the first half, and in the fourth minute of that, Chelsea you know sucker punched City again with the second goal, and it was sort of similar to the first in many ways that it was counter-pressing. Chelsea got on the ball. Um, A lovely G-cross to Brighton who knocked it down into the path of Sam Kerr to score. That is a typical Chelsea goal, isn't it, Dane? The way that they broke quickly, a couple of passes into the box and then a goal.
1: Yeah, I didn't think uh, Guru had, had, had had a great first 25 minutes. Again, you know, this is an attacking player who's being asked to learn a new role uh left wing back and she was very deep so being so deep that means she's she's she she had to show off her defensive side of the game so it wouldn't have suited her but this goal was all about guru right for me you know you know she pressured down i think it was stanway did she and 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 got the ball off her uh that released g who did a, and then obviously right made a after winning the ball made a lovely run to the back post uh G's done a nice little dink to the back post. Well, Wrighton could have easily... You could easily get sucked in there and have a nosebleed and think, I'm close to goal, I'm going to go for goal. But she's, she, you know, unselfishly peach of a, a cushioned header across the box for Kerr to tap in. And again, you just think, oh, you know, that's Kerr's job to tap in. But it's, it's her movement. She's so smart. You know, she could have uh, uh, went, you know, a bit too early and, and, and been out of position. But, you know, it was a great striker's goal. It was a great movement. Again, G, who was you know a little bit up and down in the first half that was a great little dink and it was just so impressive to know that we 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 stepped up a gear as we said earlier Man City you know had a lot of the ball uh, the co-commentators and guests in, in the Sky Sports studio were, were you know mentioned dominated and I thought that was a little bit you know generous for them but you know we stepped up a gear when we want to intercepted pressed them got the ball goal 2 nil, and you know that's what world-class players do, world-class teams do. And it's harsh if you're a city fan, but you know, make some chances and take them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I didn't think we probably was deserving of a 2 0 lead at halftime, but you're not going to turn it down. And what sort of, I wouldn't say surprised me, but what pleased me was the fact that Emma still saw what was wrong and made that half-time change, which was G coming off and Ingle coming in the midfield that I would have started with gets on in the second half and we see the impact of that pretty much straight away. And it's good that although we're winning two nil, we're always looking to improve.
1: Yes. Yeah. I thought our, our 15 minutes after halftime was, was devastatingly good. You know, uh, again, again, Going back to the co-commentators, they didn't give us much credit, uh, still didn't claim we played that well, which I, I give them the first half, but the second half, we came out like a different team. We had maybe that goal right on halftime helped us, uh, you know, put, put some energy and uh, energised our whole performance, you know. And, as you know, you know, if you've ever played sports, all it takes is one little thing to go good and all of a sudden, you know, you've got a spring in your step. And I thought for like 15 minutes, we was, you know, we was moving the ball, Righton and Cuthbert were a lot further up. You know, we started to see Fran again, who had a quiet first half. And as we said about Sophie Ingle, you know, defensive midfielder. You know, the screening of the defense just for protection to allow Melanie to Melanie Lowpoles to play her box to box role. Yeah, it was it was it was the balance was you know nicely settled up. And and yeah, I was I was so impressed with that with that fifteen minutes after you know after the whistle of the second half. But it, again, it's so easy to say, well, you know by going into nil, 0 that, that would have had us on a high and, and obviously City on a low.
2: Yeah, what I did note down, actually, after you said that 15 minutes, I think, I think it was about then after the fourth goal that Sky put up a graphic of the possession it would have been for the last 15 minutes, I guess. And, and Chelsea had 64% at the start of that second half. And having not had the ball really at all in the first half, it just shows you that once you put in that balance and the team's all in alignment with each other. The, the amount of impact it has and it results in two goals, both from set pieces. Uh, the first one obviously comes out, and then the ball comes back in, and, and Kirby gets it. It looks like, to me, that was a cross, Dane. Are you going to give it to Fran as a as an effort? Uh, sometimes, you know, you drill it,
1: and it's a cross shot, and, you know, you're trying to aim for that far post or the bottom corner, depending on who you are. This one was more of like a, a dinked cross shot. I don't know because obviously the replays. I was trying to watch her eyes, and I could see her eyes when they showed from the camera from behind the goal, and her eyes sort of did look to the the corner of the net. It was it was a hard one. It looked like across from when the camera was from behind her 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 body when 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 she crossed or, or took the shot, but from nine and net, it looked like it was a. It was a dink to the far post. Yeah, you know, as, as, as a striker, you, 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 whether you admit to it or not, it, it's another thing, but uh, yeah, it was. it's a hard one to see. Either way, you know, by, by seeing this before, a cross shot puts it in a dangerous area and it either goes in or someone taps it in.
2: Yeah, I think we should give it to Fran as she meant it. and um, It was a, a perfectly placed dinked finish into the far <laughs> corner the goalkeeper. If anyone can do it, Fran Kirby can do it. Um, and then, you know, three minutes later, Dane Erickson gets the fourth header for in the six-yard box. It, it's good that we look very dangerous from set, ple- from set pieces, rather. You know, I've noted that when Nick Newman plays, her presence in the box causes problems. Uh, again, the goalkeeper, you can question Taib again. They didn't command a box. But it was, you know, a perfect player to score for me in Magda Erickson after her column she wrote for the Iron newspaper. She's had a lot of kickback in Sweden about some of the comments she's made um, about the old issue of guitar and, and sports washing in general um, but good for the captain to get a goal a first one for a long time
1: yeah but if you know if, if we don't have you know, high profile sports stars like Magdalena Eriksson talking then you know, things get swept under the carpet or, or, or washed away you know I'm glad she, she spoke regarding the goal again. A little bit critical of, of, of Guru writing in the first half, like I said, but, you know, she made the second goal. And this goal, again, is about her. I think a couple of minutes before, she, she, she almost put through Sam Kerr and Sam Kerr had like a, a snapshot which come off a city defender and is actually well saved by the goalie. This time it was a corner from Guru, you know, beautiful corner into a really dangerous area. And Magdalena was like sandwiched between three maybe four players and uh, she was the only one who kept her eye on the ball. Everyone's heads were, you know, you know, like a bubble Uh She kept her eye on the ball, whether it was close or not. And, and she scored the goal. She was the brave enough to do it. And I was so pleased for her because sometimes with defenders in top clubs, you know, they they go unnoticed or it's just expected, you know, clean sheets here. And we all know how much defenders and goalies hate letting in goals. But I think they, think she's been brilliant this season as of, as as Millie. I thought Carter had a good game as well. But, yeah, I was really pleased for, for, for our captain to score a goal. And, you know, it was all about her wanting it more than anyone else.
2: Yeah, shades of the goal that Meadham had scored in the last seconds for Arsenal against Tottenham, where she rose highest against a number of opposition players. Uh, but like I said, great for Magda to score. People have been speaking about her role in this team. Now there's a back three. She's not as progressive as she was. But like you said, I think she's been fantastic all season and... Very, very lucky that she is the captain of the team, as you said, that speaks out and is not afraid to voice her opinion on things. And, and then that really killed the game, as such. I know City had a bit of a 10 minute spell after that, but 4 mm. 0. Chelsea are cruising. And Emma Hayes said after the game, We played like champions today in the second half. You yeah, oh, agree absolutely agree with that. Can yeah.
1: you? No, 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 you can't disagree with that. And you know, it. <sighs> Again, you know, I, I I can't remember ever disagreeing with with, with Emma Hayes. She's very smart, very Mourinho-esque, you know, takes uh, the spotlight away from her. And if she doesn't like the questioning, she will soon soon change it and highlight something else. I loved how she... It's not as if she didn't like the questioning in midweek when we beat Savet, but it was going a bit stale. And all of a sudden, she just turned... She didn't answer the question, that the... Uh, the, the commentator or journalist asked her. She just went on and started talking, this is all about Marin Milder for me, you know, so she obviously quickly got bored with the conversations or like the brilliant manager she is, she wanted to highlight the fact that, you know, this is a big step back, a step up for Marin Milder and, and you know, we've got her back. You know, afterwards, she said exactly what we thought and, you know, we're just regular Joes who, <laughs> who watch football, but it was it was amazing second half and, you know, we've got to be given credit and, again some of the guests in the studio or the co-commentators are like, oh, we've never really got out of this gear and that gear. But, you know, it's, it's so easy just to say, oh, in Man City, i missing these players and that players, and I understand that, but you've still got to go and... Them, you still got to drag yourself off the floor after a tough, grueling Champions League game away, and and, and find that extra step and that spring and that energy and, and win these games. You know, no one in that in that Man City's first eleven are, are mugs. You know, they're all good players and still full of internationals. So, you know, just, I wouldn't say rode their luck in the first half. They it took it took a time, it took a while for them to get into it. But in the second half, they were know, different. You know, it was it was the Chelsea of, of, we've seen of champions last year, the Chelsea that win trophies, and that's what that's what these players can do, and that's what this team can do, and that's what Emma can do with a, you know, a, the moving of the tactile analysis and and everything, and you know,
2: <laughs> not surprised to be honest. No, I, I I really loved Emma's press conference for the Civet game before it. And... They asked what her plan was and she said, to win the game. Yeah, How are you going to do that? Well, we're going to score more goals than the opposition. <laughs> um, which I thought was very good, because sometimes managers can get a little bit preachy. A bit like the Manchester United manager who keeps drawing. Uh, I want to talk about a substitution Dane, that happened in the 77th minute. And that was Sakira Musovic coming on for Anne Katrin Berger. Um, she had been in the wars a bit, hunchy, not she? Old AKB. Yeah, we've seen it a few times, haven't we? We've
1: seen her go down in the areas over over the season she's been with us, and she sometimes, obviously, she recovers. They they uh, the commentators again tried to claim in the first half when she went down that it was on purpose so uh, Emma Hayes could do some tactical changing because a lot of the uh, of the Chelsea women ran over to Emma Hayes to have a drink and and have a chat, and they thought it was very uh, very tactical. By Anne Catherine Berger, and then she obviously got the kick off of Kemp. I think their shins both uh, hit each other. And yeah, I don't think she ever recovered from that. And it obviously got to the stage in the game where, you know, it was a dead leg or what, you know, as you must know, Dean, from, from, from playing sports, you know, that dead leg does does keep on coming back at you and then eventually does feel like a dead leg. So to be safe to take her off and you know we've been sort of talking was talking in the last show with mia and and jane about Musevich and you know uh when she'll be getting a chance in the league she probably obviously didn't expect it to be so soon uh after playing in the champions league in midweek but you know she she's she's a class goalkeeper she looks confident i haven't seen enough of her to, to know if 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 the future of number 1 i, I you know mia mia Oaks and a regular guest would, would know more than me about that, but I haven't seen anything that is going to worry me so far, but she needs to be tested. She needs to be put in the big games and, you know, whether you're 4-0 up, you've still got to come, you've still got to catch the crosses, you've still got to organise the defence, you know. it's uh, So it was a good 20 minutes to come into the game, yes, but still against, you know, players that, you know, they didn't want to hide and I said, you know, the, the commentators were trying to urge City on to get a goal and it'd be good for their confidence, but, you know, she didn't let one. She come on and got a clean sheet, whether it be 20 minutes or 90 minutes.
2: Yep. So Kieran does not concede goals. That we know for sure. And I think, you know, Chelsea helped sort of kill the game off with the subs. They brought on Neve Charles and Drew Spence. So Frank Irving grew right. Uh, and Sam Crow had already come off before this, anyway, for Bethany England. And I think, you know, that for me, Dane, is the real strength in depth because people talk about there's not enough. Uh, depth to change the 11 sort of thing Um, they don't play well when they make so many changes I think that's the case for every team I think the real test is in games like this you're able to bring on players like Neve Charles, Drew Spence and rest your big players when the game's won and you know when she's talked about being champions Emma Hayes I think this is what she means
1: yeah yeah big squad you know big squad without repeating myself you know I think 19, 20, 21 players who, who can play in that first 11 quite comfortably. I felt so sorry for Bethany England because as she comes on, she probably felt quite confident. She might get a chance, might get a goal. And she did get a chance, but then she sees attacking players who are likely to give her ammunition, like uh, Wrighton and uh, a Kirby go off. Uh, Adrie Spence, you know, again, you know, she played in the week. She, she played good in the week and she, you know, she is a, she's a very good defensive player, although she, again, she, likes attacking like likes making runs into the box leave charles again another one is trying to uh, who's been asked to sort of learn a new position she came on a bit quiet for her and you know obviously going back, going back to man city making substitutions we knew the game was over when they took kemp off because lauren hemp off because uh just to save her they'd already four nil they weren't coming back but going back to our big squad Yeah, I was, I was kind of hoping that marin i thought marin Mildo could come on for five five ten minutes but you know, you can't make decisions on on your heart in football. It's got to be your mind. And if if she doesn't think she's ready, because did we have one? Did we did that? Did we have one sub left? Was that correct, or had we used all five? Uh, I don't the know. Five were used. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought they might have brought her on, but then again, you know, you have got to be fair to Drew Spence, who you know has done well this season. And you know, why should Maren just to step above her. It's not, you know, she's got to earn that right. Again, we all know how brilliant. Marin Milder is, but you know, it's not about heart; it's about the mind. And you know, Drew deserved to come on, you know, to just uh, suck up the rest of the life out of that
2: game. Yeah, I think if you actually look at the sub, ten minutes left, it's Frankovich that comes off, and it just puts another player into that midfield area. Yeah, sort of kills that last ten minutes that City might have had a go if they wanted to, but I don't think they really did. So the last bit I want to talk about, Dane, is. The battle between Lauren Hemp and Erin but because in the FA Cup game, he spoke lots about Jess Carter on that right hand side. I think she got roasted. Erin, I thought, was much, much stronger today against her. And Emma Hayes did say after the game, I think that's the quietest game I've ever seen Lauren Hemp have. And having said that, she did still have chances, Lauren Hemp. She did beat Erin on a couple of occasions. I thought the back three was a bit closer together today than they were in the FA Cup game. I thought Millie covered a lot better with Jess on the right-hand side. But what did you make of Erin's performance overall? She did very well, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, see, see, you've got to give her so much praise because, you know, she's been playing a lot further forward in recent weeks, scoring goals, assisting. I mean, she's been asked to do a job against one of the best players in the league, you know, I've been praising obviously Lauren Hemp a lot recently, and uh, you know I shouldn't be. Well, you know I've tried to be fair, but she did have a fairly quiet game. Uh, but she's always going to have moments because she she's got those qualities about her. And a couple of times, Aaron was out of position, and 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 Lauren got in behind. Uh, didn't really produce any 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 crosses. Uh, didn't really have a chance. I think out oh, in the second half, actually, it was going wide and Berger. She had a shot on Berger. We still put it around the post. But, yeah, I think Erin did a good job. I thought she was very deep in the first half. Like I said, her and Wrighton, and maybe that was the plan. But you've got to remember as well, it, it, it's so easy to to, to, to uh, compare uh, Lauren against Erin going forward. But what about when Erin was going forward? You know, Lauren didn't, you know, Lauren wasn't much to keep up with her. And Erin uh, got in some really good positions in that second half. So her her attacking display, you would say, was better than Lauren's.
0: Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Uh, Where do I sign up, Gidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash ChelseaFanCast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea FanCast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea FootballFancast.com.
2: Yeah, and obviously, Cuthbert still did get two assists today. Um, obviously, Lauren Hunt doesn't get any. And and Wrighton, obviously, with the assist for Sam Kerr. So, you know, she's producing not just defensively, but offensively as well. Um, for me, she's been one of the players of the season so far. And I'm sure when we perhaps sit down during the international break to discuss the season so far, she's going to be one of the key talking points of that game. Um. And actually, I don't know this is on social media yet, but she's actually having a scan, Jane told us. Mm. Uh, she said to him she's after the game, she came off injured, just having a scan. Um, so we'll see how that affects her. I mean, luckily there's only Savet midweek and then I believe it's Burnham City on Sunday, the 21st, um, at Kings Meadow. So not a huge game coming up for us. So if she needs a rest, now's the time for it. Um the other unused subs today, Baron Miardwis mentioned, Lauren James, Jona Anderson and Georgia Fox. Um, the stats, Chelsea had 45% possession, 13 shots, 6 on target, 4 corners and 3 fouls to Manchester City having 55% possession, 11 shots, 6 on target, 7 corners and 6 fouls. So, Dane, it was a pretty close game stats-wise. Um, mm. The eye test, probably first half was City, second half was Chelsea's. Um, and we were just more clinical and, as Evan said, played like champions.
1: Yeah, again, you know, we kept, you know, England's number one striker very quiet again. And they were debating uh, on the TV whether it's the service, whether it's the lack of the right or left backs, you know, whether it's, you know, Lauren or Stanway or Carolyn Weir, you know, how to get her into the game. But, you know, again, you've you've got to praise our our defence for keeping her quiet. We said the first half was full of Man City huffing and puffing. They had plans. You know they had traps, but they didn't then progress the play into dangerous areas. You know, as you said, you know if we without our Chelsea uh, a bias glasses on on another game, they could have got that penalty, and that if they if they would have scored it, that uh, could have been one-one swings and roundabouts in football. But I think overall. You know, you've got to, you know, you've got to look at, you know, all the avenues. And and as I said, you know, Champions League in the week, we would have been tired. Took us a while to get into the game, but like champions, you know, we took advantage of of situations and mistakes. And you know, and in the second half, we, we came out like, you know, like champions, and and and, and showed what we can do. Uh, overall, you've got to be happy with that. You know, just, as I said earlier, they're still a good team. You know, they're still good players in that Man City. Uh, side even though they are missing some quality as well but that's not our problem is it you know the team's put out we've got go there we've got to do our job as Emma said in midweek against the vet score more goals than them that's what we did so brilliant for us and tough luck for them
2: yeah and I suppose a bit of pressure on Chelsea as well given that Arsenal had drawn the game to Tottenham the day before Mm -hmm. because now obviously we're a point behind Arsenal on the table they still got a come to Meadow, So, technically, the title is in our hands now because we can directly affect where it goes. Um, if both teams win all their games and if Chelsea beat Arsenal then in that game between them, the title goes to Chelsea. So, you know, there was that pressure on them as well. The, I know City have got problems. Um, like you said, they've still got international players. I thought it was quite funny that the Sky commentators kept mentioning... Every single player that had the ball for City, you know what international team they played for. Uh, they got obviously the Swedish midfielder. They said she won silver medal at the Olympics. Just making the point that they were good players in that yeah. City team. And Gareth Taylor, the Chelsea women's Sports Group thinks he's going to get sacked in the morning. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Well, they mentioned, didn't they? They mentioned he he mentioned
1: the injuries. Uh, they in the, in the preview of the game, and uh, uh, Lauren Lauren Hemp said, "No, it's not about the injuries. You still got you know quality out here. You can't make injuries as a as an excuse." So when you start saying different things to your manager, that's when you know there's there's a little bit of a ripple, uh, and you wonder, yeah, how long is he going to be in the job? Uh, going back to Arsenal. I was just quite happy to see their manager a little bit despondent after the game and not as energetic as he has been all season. You know, my first, my, my, my first sight of the manager was him getting getting a bit excited when they beat us three two the first game of the season. He was very, you know, very jumpy on the sidelines, seemed to like have a lot to say. And I, I had to actually check that it was not a cup final and it was, you know, this was the first game of the season. So it was nice to see him a little bit, uh, within himself, uh, on, on Saturday and and you know the bit I saw you know Tottenham was organised and, and and did really well and Arsenal did look surprised that they they couldn't get couldn't get a win which uh, it's nice to like knock them back down to size for a little while but as you said yeah absolutely you know to have them at home to have played Man City Man United and Arsenal away now and we're still not even. Are we in the middle of the season, halfway through the season. Either way, you know, to, to how I'm really looking forward to the Arsenal at home, and you know, that uh, King's Medal will be rocking for that one.
2: Yeah, I think well, we're like seven games into the season now. Oh yeah, yeah. So, Sorry, so not, not even that, halfway man. yet. Um, and we played, obviously, as you said, the three sort of big teams, quote unquote, um, away from home. So mm-hmm. the destiny of this title is in, in Chelsea's hands, and you know, Hayes in this squad. Feeling pretty confident that it's going to go the right way now. And like you said, Arsenal won their league back in whenever the season started, September, was it? <laughs> uh, I think we prefer to win it in May. So that's that. Uh, I did ask the people of Discord to choose a player of the match and they did a Dane Whittle on me and couldn't pick. Um So they're giving it to the whole team, Dane. Do you agree Ooh. with that? Uh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, agreed to disagree. You know, as I said, you know, it's not easy coming off Champions league game. It's not that I've got experience of that. <laughs> this is me watching it uh, and and then pulling in a performance, you know, away in Europe, then away uh, in the league it is quite hard and it's quite harsh. I'm just, yeah, I'm just impressed with, with, with Guru and Aaron, you know, and whoever's trying to play this because we haven't got a naturally uh, natural left wing back or, or right wing back so to see them so deep and being very defensive in the first half but then to them both in the second half step up and show their attacking qualities I would it'd be hard to pick one of them to who I would have gone with for the man of the match and again Sam Kerr it's so much unselfish running which you which you don't see and just because she's not getting the ball it doesn't mean that she's not you know, dragging defenders wide and uh, and just keep making them, you know, making them make decisions to make. And sometimes, you know, when you've played football, uh, you you tend to watch the one the position you played. And when I used to play as a forward, you know, I like to watch the forwards. And as I said, Sam Kerr's unselfish running is she makes some amazing runs. I uh, in 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 the show in midweek, I sort of said she was similar to Crespo. Uh, Hernan Crespo the men's player who who was a world class striker but his stats would make people think that he was uh it was just average at Chelsea but still to this day was was the best movement i've ever seen as a forward and Sam Kerr's, you know if you get a chance to go down to him and watch the game at kings meadow or wherever you know just some, sometimes just watch a Sam Kerr for 5 10 minutes you might not get the ball but her movement and her... The decision she makes and uh, and keeps all those all the defenders trying to mark her guessing, you know, is it's is truly world-class.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully a couple more years of that at King's Meadow for you to get down there and watch it live. Um, so the other results from the WSL on women's football weekend, Tottenham won all with uh, Arsenal, we you've mentioned. Everton drew one all with Manchester United earlier today. Uh, Brighton beat Leicester 1-0, Burnham City lost 1 0 to Aston Villa in the Midland Derby. Uh, West Ham dropped a two goal lead to drew 2 2 with Reading and obviously Chelsea winning 4 0 away at Manchester City. Uh, that leaves the league table looking like this Arsenal in first on 19 points, Chelsea second on 18 points, Hope Pals Brighton, Hove Albion third on 15 points, uh, Tottenham on, in fourth on 14 points, uh, fifth for Manchester United on 12 points, sixth for Aston Villa on 10 points, West Ham ninth on 7th uh, on 9 points Reading 8th on 7 points Manchester City ninth on 7 points Everton 10th on 7 points Bournemouth City 11th on 1 point and Leicester City still no points in 12th um, so the table's starting to take a little bit of shape but perhaps not how we expected it to look especially those three teams on 7 points towards the end of the table two of those we definitely didn't expect to be there and the two in third and fourth, I don't think we expected to be there either, but here we are. Uh, day before we go, um, Thursday evening, Chelsea Champions League back in action again. Um, so come to town. Obviously, we just beat them 7-0 last week. Uh, they're part-time, we're full-time. Are you expecting just to change everybody or just leave the couple of players like she did in the away game, just get it done?
1: I still expect her to be professional. You know, we we saw in midweek uh, Wolfsburg drawing, which which su- su- surprised us to an extent and uh, then, then allowed us to go back to the top of the group. So, you know, she'll know that in, in, in European football, I know Servet wasn't particularly great in that first leg, but, you know, we've still got to put them away. I'd still expect enough changes to keep some players fresh, but enough Firepower in there as well to put these chances away. Uh, what was it 20, 20 odd minutes? We was <laughs> the game was nearly over in midweek. So yeah, she'll she'll be professional. You know, she obviously we can never tell Emma what to do or, or try and second guess her. But yeah, she, she'll know. But we've got to get the job done still. And uh, yeah, like midweek, enough players rested, but enough also firepower to uh, to take advantage and put this game hopefully away early again.
2: Yeah, uh, assume that she wants to, uh, like the first leg, win the game in 25 minutes and then you can look at players like Lauren James to come on. I watched her for the academy side against the armed forces for the Remembrance Day game on last Thursday and it's, it's hard to judge her because she was playing against amateurs and you, know, you could tell that because she was sort of toying with them. Um, But kind of stepping closer to to fitness and this could be an opportunity for her. Richie, what um, position did she play? Wherever did she, she went to, really. Um, oh, so she drifted and she had her name printed on the shirt. and She was number nineteen. There was another number nineteen that wasn't her; didn't have the name on the shirt. <laughs> it was just a bit like she was odd in that team. And when she got the ball and wanted to do stuff, she did. And when she didn't, she just passed it. And I think Jane said about her effort, and I think it looked. A bit like she was being lazy, but the game was beneath her. Mm. And it was more about fitness and her showing that she could score against an army side, really. So, But like I said, if we win this game early, 25 minutes half-time, she could get 45 on the pitch. Well, um, oh,
1: no, won't we, before the game? Because Emma Wall has literally been telling us that she's not going to play. She keeps yeah. on saying it. Uh, no, no, we, don't, we won't see her today. No, no, we're not see her today, so... If she doesn't say that on, you know, we might get a chance to see her for a half an hour, maybe Marion Mar- Mar- again, get another, maybe Marion Mar- might even start, you know, a good 45 minutes under her belt. But yeah, yeah, it, it's exciting times with Lauren James and, you know, it is sometimes hard to play against weakened teams and, and you know, you, 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 you feel better playing against stronger teams, which you can test yourself. But hopefully uh, hopefully, we'll see her soon, in, you know, in the first team and, and, and with some uh, valuable minutes. Yeah,
2: so I'll predict the team because I like doing it. It's my fun thing to do. Um, Muzovic, Carter, Mielder, Anderson as a back three. Charles Spence, G and Fox as a midfield four. And then Frank Kirby behind England and Kerr. Mm-hmm. So 3 4 one two. Um, Mielder getting her first start. G coming back in after playing 45 Two new wing backs. You still got Kirby and Kerr in England to score the goals. Should should do it, and then perhaps look at Lauren James for forty five minutes in the second half. Yeah, that's
1: a, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, who did you have at right wing back? Neve Niamh Charles. Neve at right wing back.
2: Georgia Fox um, at left wing. Yeah, wing.
1: yeah, I could see that. I don't know, about, yeah, but yeah, Mielder, you know, again,
2: <sighs> that's the question mark. But I think you need to yeah. try and rest Mili Bright and Magda Eriksson now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Newen's
2: not been fit now; she's been injured, so I can't see
1: her playing. Do we know? Do we know how long she'll be out, Nguyen No, we don't know. Like most it.
2: things with Chelsea
1: women, we know nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, Millie does need a rest. She tends to be the one who plays just a little bit more than, than Ericsson You know, they're both very similar. Usually, always in there. But you know, you're absolutely right. You can, again, you have still got you know Kirby and Kerr. And I wonder if Guru will play because she took her off early. Uh, when you when you're quite comfortable in a game, are you thinking about the next game? Some some managers will say no, it's all about this game. Yeah, I think that's. I like that team. I think that's strong enough. Uh, again, Sophie like G only played forty five minutes, so would both be fresh. Carter, once again, has to has to learn this position if she's going to be uh, you know expected on and, and called on a lot this season. Maybe Melder on the right of the free and Carter in the middle, so you're not moving Carter too much and macking up the imbalance so yeah I like to look at that team
2: yeah we'll see obviously Thursday tickets still available from ChelseaFC.com so if you can get down to Kings Meadow, I believe it's an 8pm kickoff. so a nice late one on a Thursday evening uh, the team would appreciate the support I'm sure um, that's going to wrap us up for this episode we'll be back to review Savet so and preview Burnham City hopefully on Friday uh, to be confirmed uh, in the meantime you can check us out on Patreon where we post this podcast early and we also do things like five things we learned from the game which I'll be doing tonight or tomorrow at some point publishing that there um, you can also contact us there pretty easy as well uh, Discord is the one you should be joining though if you want to talk during the game without the whole Twitter world getting involved mm-hmm. uh, lots of people in there for this game again so thank you to those um, social media, Instagram at went to Mo Twitter at Mo Kingsmeadow I'm at Dean Mears and Dane's at D wit nine, got Jane at Jane Chapel X as well um, she's put some pictures up on there of her trip today and her uh, water bottle yeah, hot water bottle <laughs> ready there sure she's enjoying the passenger seat on the way home uh, but Dane again, lovely to talk about Chelsea beat Man City, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is nice. You know, as I said, you know, it was a, a lot of people were worried after that first game of the season about the defeat to Arsenal, but we could all see that, you know, the first team or a lot of the squad had only had a, a week or two training together. And we've started, you know, obviously Emma's really wants to stick with this position, the 3-4-3, you know, the formation. And it's we're starting to see all the fruits of that recently. And players still got to learn positions. But, you know, as you rightly said earlier, this season is is in our hands at the moment. You know, you're not going to win leagues unless you win. And if we win all our games, we're going to win this league. <laughs> so
2: absolutely. That's what we look forward to. And I'm sure Emma's going to drill that into the team at training tomorrow morning. Um, I almost forgot that we're not gonna record another episode till after the eighteenth of November, which is the one year birthday anniversary of this podcast. Um so just a big thank you to everyone that's listened, that shared the podcast that's been on the show. Um, we've had lots of guests um, that's emailed us, that's given their opinion that's joined Discord, especially those that are on Patreon that help support what we do. Uh, I mean, we've had over a hundred thousand downloads across the episodes that we've done, which blows my tiny little mind. Um, you know we've now got Dane on board as well. We continue to grow. We've got people at matches, which is unique. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to those that have supported us and and helped us grow. And we're going to be doing some stuff on on the day, some giveaways, some some extra sort of videos, hopefully, and special celebrations. Um, And we're going to try and get some follow-backs from some players as a birthday present. Uh, But, yeah. Dane, any thoughts
1: on a one-year anniversary or birthday? I'm going to call it a birthday. Yeah, no, it's a birthday. Yeah, and you know, onwards and upwards. You know, when you when we said you were first doing this, uh, we've become fairly friendly, and it was always encouraging to do. I didn't know a lot of uh, women's podcasts out there covering the Chelsea game. I think a few across the pond uh, in America. And uh, other, other men's podcasts have now now taken on the role of, of wanting to talk about women's. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's always been an honour to come in and get involved. I've, I've always watched women's football. Uh, and, and it was nice. Now that I, I get to watch more, I'm learning every time. Uh, as I said, it's nice to spend time with you again. You know, very very talented man you are. Again, Jane, you know, who I call our little secret weapon. You know, very loyal uh, supporter goes goes toward the games. We ha- we have a good fan base, we have good guests. You know, uh, people come on. You know, they interact with us. We've met we've met I've met people like Mia Eriksson you know, through this, you know, it's it an amazing talent as well. And it's just, it's just lovely. It's got a nice feel to it. And I, I really enjoy it. And I don't see it as a burden. And sometimes, you know, I, I get a bit tongue-tied or tongue-twisted from from, from, from just the excitement of, of, of trying to get everything out of, of my brain. But yeah, no, I, I'm really enjoying it. And hopefully everyone enjoys it. And, you know, we're always open to feedback, uh, you know, good and bad. And uh, yeah, it, this is exciting times for us for us as a little podcast, you know, one year in and uh, exciting times watching this team as well. So, yeah, we've got some things to to announce and to do and obviously Dean's sorting all that out. So, hopefully, it'll be an exciting time for us with our regular and loyal listeners.
2: Yeah, looking forward to the celebration. I'd never really followed the women's team before this podcast and a year ago today I text Jane asking if there was any podcast that she listened to because she went to the games before me she said no, and I said, let's do one. Four days later, we started. And a year on, you know, here we are with, you know, stupid amount of downloads that we shouldn't have. um, And, you know, Dane on board is slotted in perfectly and allows us to, to cover this team more often because, you know, I have a new baby. Jane has work. Dane obviously has his own stuff as well. So we work it out between the three of us that um we can get on when the games are on. So it's just fantastic and the community that we've we've created and that we've got is fantastic and you know i love this team very very much more so than the men's team i think now i think so i was actually i was thinking earlier i think i get more
1: joy watching the women's team than i do the men's team i was thinking if and it's a big if if i treat myself to a shirt next year wouldn't it be nice to get a you know, like one of your favorite women's players on the back for once. You know, I haven't got a men's shirt or with a men's player on the back, but might be tempted to get a uh, yeah, a shirt next year and, and Mielder on the back or Sam or something, or even a new sign in. So I might break, break, break a habit next season.
2: I did say a different feel, isn't it? Yeah, when we started the YouTube videos, I'd get tough, but on the back when we've got 100 subscribers and we just haven't bothered with YouTube. Uh, we just haven't got the time. So I know we've got a hundred subscribers there, but I'm I, I'm fancying a Jesse Fleming shirt now. She started to
1: oh it. yes, yeah, that is a good one. You better probably get one for a good price now, all these sales around Christmas and okay. uh you know, uh with the Black Friday and all that, and so you could get one for a decent price.
2: Yeah, let's see. Black Friday, of course. Um they mentioned feedback, good feedback to at Dean Mears Badge to at D Wit Nine. <laughs> so that's the right appropriate department of the podcast um, I only take praise and flattery and criticism <laughs> is reserved for the other members of the show because I'm in charge and that's that um, yeah let's go then a pleasure as always join us next time for more coverage of this amazing team I've been Dean Mears he's been Dane Whittle we've been went to Kings Modo this is episode 47, 48 mm-hmm one of those now getting close to 50 uh, it's been fun uh, but until next time just fans from kings meadow to wembley keep the blue flag flying man.